With over 25 years of experience in the fashion and entertainment industry, join me and industry guests as we candidly discuss fashion, modeling, acting, and the latest scoop. Welcome back, everybody, to Camera Ready with Cherie Hartwell. Today, I'm very excited to be sitting down with a friend for probably two decades almost. Yikes, we won't say it that long. But uh, Shelly Goodstein, who we have repped here at Ford Robert Black as a model and has also had quite an interesting journey entering the beauty business and founding Hidden Crown, which is a user-friendly hair extension brand. And we're really excited to hear all about her journey with that, growing it into an eight-figure beauty e-commerce business based in Tucson. And excited to hear about Kim and Khloe Kardashian and <laughs> J-Lo and Gigi Hadid all wearing these hair extensions and kind of find out how she became such a successful entrepreneur. So welcome, Shelly. Oh my goodness. So good to see you, Sheree. I was thinking about it this morning and we, you know, have our annual holiday party. And I remember we were both sitting down, we had, were like getting our makeup done and we both sat down like, and you were in, um, this was like, a, gosh, this was probably, probably 12, 13 years ago. And I had just had my eldest daughter and I was like, I need to just have somebody do my makeup. I can't do this. And I sat down and I was like, Shelly, you're getting your makeup done too. Oh, this is going to be fun. Okay. And uh, it was just fun to, I thought about that this morning. Like, you know, just, it was fun. Yeah. But, I have three yeah. kids. So definitely mommy needs a makeup. <laughs> mommy needs a makeup. Exactly. Well, um, as I mentioned, kind of in the intro, when I bought the agency, we, you know, Shelly was already assigned here and um, we had kind of evolved in working together and you had worked in other markets, certainly besides Arizona and whatnot. So tell us a little bit about your journey in the the modeling side of things. Sure. It's kind of a different journey than probably most models. I grew up in North Dakota at a time where there wasn't really agencies there, but I was a beauty queen. So, you know, there would be people that would ask to take your picture for an ad or whatever, but not like a agency per se. I would have loved that. But once I uh, graduated college and got into a bigger city, I was able to kind of model on the side, but I was a little older and I was 29 when I decided to just kind of do it full time. And I moved to South Beach Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a model Mecca then it was before there were issues and all that. And it's where all the models were and all the Europeans came to photograph. And this was like the nineties, nineties. Yes. Early mid nineties. Yep. Mm -hmm. When Miami was like a heyday market. Yes. It was the bomb. Yeah. And I still have this. In fact, I go to South Beach now in the summers. I, I just have this affinity for South Beach and Miami. But I'll remember, you know, getting my my agency there. And I was 29. I was so afraid to tell people how old I was because back then, kind of like athletes, you know, you, you right. reach a certain age, you're, you're no longer considered viable. Yeah. So I went to Click, which was kind of a really big agency there at the time, and they had just lost their brunette. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, lucky you. Yeah, and I uh, walked in, and I remember uh, Perry asking me, 
well, how old are you? And I, the question I dreaded, right? So I said I was 21 and, and I was really nervous. He was going to ask for my ID. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me, quietly paused and said, are you sure? And I was like, oh crap, I've been outed. And he's like, because you know, you have to be at least 21 to do alcohol and cigarettes. And I'm like, oh my God. You're like, oh, I am, honey. (laughs) Yeah. Do you ask for IDs? I actually had one agency ask for an ID. We used to. And now, I mean, it's just, as I kind of mentioned to you when we first started chatting, there's so much that's changed about our industry when it comes to, you know, age and all of the requirements. So there is that still, you know, kind of standard age when, you know, a girl's in her prime, essentially. But so much has has been done now that have shattered these ceilings for so many different people. So I I mean, I don't really care how old you are. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's so interesting. And that's been, you know, part of my modeling journey is like, I've never looked my age. And, and I know recently, if you've ever asked me for bookings, I'm like, okay, they know how old I am, right? (laughs) Because I don't want any surprises. And, you know, I just am like, okay, make sure they know. I just know what they're getting. And because I, I do think that, you know, a lot of women are now not ageless, but you can't make someone out. Like when I was younger, I looked older. When I'm older, I look younger, whatever it is. Right, exactly. And I think that in that time when in the the heyday of the business, as you and I remember it in the 90s, you know, it was, they wanted that woman, you know, that body, that kind of supermodel type. So I think that it was okay, you being a little bit older. <laughs> it was so fierce what they wanted. I just remember I had a I had an opportunity to go to Japan with this client. They wanted me to stay for a few months. And, you know, at 29, like I wanted, I was looking for a European vacation, but um, I did consider going. But I just remember at the fitting, they took out their tape measure and the hips that went around the hips. And like, it was then the whispers. And- oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I think we all, I mean, I think in the day, like we all experience that. I mean, I tell the staff all the time, my first trip into to Europe in Milan, same thing. I got off the airplane. I was 18, like freshly graduated high school. And I'm in, I like got off the airplane and like went straight to the agency and they were like, okay, we're going to do the measurements. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, whatever. And I'm like in my bra and underwear standing in the agency bathroom and like these like Italian women, you know, doing, doing the measurements and like, oh, and I was like, when it came to the hips and I was like, here we go. And I mean, I probably, <laughs> you know, weighed like 115 pounds. And I was like, it's like, you know, you're like, I'm 5'11". I'm like, <laughs> I'm right, eight years old. And, you know, it's an interesting fact that I think we talk more and more about is that that has like influenced a lot of my life, you know, that body like consciousness, right? Um, and obviously I work in the business every day. So I'm, I see that all the time, but in my personal life, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't have a hip at that size. Like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to have a lot of confidence going into this career because, you know, I, I just remember being booked and getting on set and then be like, oh, I thought she's a little taller or I thought she, you know, this, that, I thought, oh, she's very fair. And, you know, the one thing that always happens, not always, but a lot of times they want this huge, big smile from me. And I'm like, yeah, I have a small mouth. I don't have that. I know what you want. I, I want it too, but I don't have it. So like, there's just, 
limitations, but it, it's, um, you have to have a tough skin because they're going to talk about you like you're not there and, oh, sure. and in front um, of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it is hard on, you know, I know Instagram's hard on girls' self-esteem, but getting, you know, into a place like that too. And, you know, at the time when we were modeling, there wasn't digital cameras where you could fix something. And, you know, now girls can show up with acne or whatever, but like we had to show up perfect and we had to get that shot. We got one Polaroid to see, and then it had, you know, film was a big deal and you had to get it. You had to show up perfect. You had to do it perfect. There's a lot of pressure. So I like it better now. (laughs) Yeah. And so you were in South Beach, you know, kind of uh, living the life, as you say, and and enjoying the business. And what brought you back to Arizona? Well, I met someone, you know, classic story, right? Uh, I went to New York, sidetracked to New York for a few years, but wasn't allowed to model. Very controlling man. Moved here and, you know, had my family. And I would say, you know, I, um, I started with Robert when he had the agency in like 98 or 96 I don't even remember but then you know it was kind of off and on because I would have these babies and the guy I was with wasn't really a fan and but then I got divorced (laughs) I got divorced best thing ever (laughs) and I think like around 45 I really started like with this goal to model and you know I live in Tucson which is a couple hours from Phoenix. And I would commit to coming up, you know, at least three times a week. But it was that time for me that I just, I don't know, I I sort of felt like the it girl. And it's funny because I was uh, on a shoot with Jenny Fry recently. And we did a lot of modeling jobs together back in the day. And she's like, saying, yeah, you would get all the jobs. And I'm like, yeah, really? Oh, you know, I did. I got all those resort jobs. I was over 45, but I was always in a swimsuit. And so, Yeah, well, true. Absolutely. It was just that moment, you know, everyone says you have your season, you have your moment. And, you know, I don't know what age it comes, but for me, I mean, I had exciting jobs and things like that, but I really felt in my element for me, like I felt good at that time in my life. So yeah. And in your forties and thinking like, gosh, you have these three kids, you're raising them and like, okay, then you're going to be like a model. Like it's not, you know, you're thinking about your age when you're 29 and then you, you know, let's say you up 20 more years and thinking like most of the time, the, the model's window for having a career is shut by then. Obviously not in our market, which I'm very grateful for since we tend to be much more commercially driven. Um, but it's inspiring that at that age, you know, you were like, I'm going to go and do this now for me too. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I loved it. I mean, it just, what turns me on. I don't know what to say, but I, I, I loved modeling. Yeah. And so then the kids kept growing and, uh, growing out of the house and moving on. And you were like, Oh my goodness, these, these three kids, two boys and a girl. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, it came to that point, uh, I know you mentioned Hidden Crown. And so I'll kind of go there, you know, it came to this point where I had three college about to be college age kids, and I hadn't saved for college, because I thought the father had uh, trust for them and found out he didn't. And, you know, it was just this huge mess. I was remarried, but I, you know, I didn't think that was fair for my husband. I mean, he very generous and, but like, I wanted to put my kids to school. And so I was just 
in my brainstorming and came up with an idea and it was just the the right storm the perfect timing the right product the right you know it was a time where I could still place my own google ads and facebook ads and figure all those things out technically and I I love tech um and you know became this successful business I mean I I was just happy to be able to save some money, you know, every month. So beyond my dreams to be an entrepreneur. And so what was the initial idea? So you were just like, hey, I want to create hair extensions for women. No, actually came from a modeling job. I was on set with Scott Allen. Brad Reed was shooting it. You know, the oldies and goodies. And um, I, I can't remember who was my makeup hair person, but she had clip-in hair extensions and I had never, you know, that was the time where Kim Kardashian would show up with short hair and then have long hair the next day. And people right. were like, how did she do that? What is she doing? It was kind of a big secret still at that time. And I mean, she put them in my hair. I have good hair, but I looked so good. And I'm like, okay, I'm going out tonight. I need to pay you for these extensions because you're not taking them out of my head. And the thing was, it was like 20 five clips in my hair and I didn't have the confidence to do anything like that myself because I really wasn't good with my own hair as most models were not that great with makeup and hair because everyone's always doing it for us so I just thought oh I love this but I I too afraid to do this and so it just kind of piqued my interest and intrigued me and you know I did some research and had found this extension method that was on um, like on a wire it, at the time it was called a flip-in hair extension it was not popular but uh, or circle hair so anyway I just kind of improved on that and okay. and brought it to market and I was the first one to do that so you know we educated people and and now I mean it's that extension design is everywhere but I was the first and I always say you know there's not a lot of new things in the market like but if you can improve on something or give it, you know, a higher tech value or or something unique or make it better, like you'll be okay. It's hard to find something new. <laughs> and so did you go like, did you have a manufacturer that then you worked with? And like, did you, were you like literally in the trenches with all of that? Yes, I had been in India and China. Most of my hair was Indian hair and Burmese hair and but it's interesting because still to this day most all hair extensions are only manufactured in China which is kind of weird because you think India has the hair why don't they manufacture it but it usually is all from China and um, you think okay I could do that but working with the Chinese is not an easy thing (laughs) Um, so uh, yeah I learned everything on the job I'm I was in pharmaceutical sales for um, on and off for about 10 years in my life. And you know, it really taught me a lot about business and marketing and sales. And that's kind of always been my gig. And I am an e-commerce company, but I always say I'm really a marketing company. So the actual, just so everyone's aware, the actual extensions like sit like a halo on your head. And then you kind of pull them through, right? With, I'm doing it as you can see. Yes, exactly. It's a whole head of hair, basically. And then there's just a little string or wire in the front. So you put it on like a, like a halo or a crown and then just 
flip your hair over it and you can't see it. It doesn't move. There's no clips. There's no glue. It's just gravity. I, I can't explain it, but unless right. you're going to be on a stripper pole, it's not coming off. No, no, upside down pull it off when you're yeah, done. You just I mean, take pull. it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Hang it's your temporary. Hair. Yeah, it's a DIY temporary. You can do it home. And I really wanted, you know, here I am in, you know, a smaller town. And I just thought, you know, there's so many women that are like me, don't want to put in a clip, you know, get it uneven and try to hide the clips. And, you know, they they want they want beautiful hair just for a night or for every day, yeah. whatever it is. And then, you know, where do you go get that? Uh, cities have wig stores or extension stores. There's, you know, especially at that time, it was 10 years ago. And so you started getting traction with the celebrities. Yes. Um, so we started getting traction with the celebrity stylists and the housewives and influencers. And yeah, I, I kind of kept everything a little bit of a secret. Even my kids didn't know I had this little business because I did it, you know, at first in my, um, my little office off my bedroom. And then later I moved and I did out of my laundry room for a while. I loved being at home with my kids. I didn't really want to leave, but my CCNRs weren't, you know, going to support <laughs> that. So, but um, yeah, they didn't even know my kids. And so I just, it's funny because I'm such a promoter and I was a beauty brand promoter and, you know, did things on television for, you know, morning shows and stuff. But this was just sort of a really cute, fun secret. It was just me. And, you know, I send out three a day and every time I'd package it, I'd be like, go with love, 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 make someone beautiful. And I just had this great experience and people would write to me and, and I was Taylor. I wasn't Shelly. Cause you know, God forbid, there's only one person working at your company out of your bedroom yes, in the laundry room. I am yeah, this every, person. And when I'm in the other room, I'm this person. And I'm also, every, yeah, everyone loved Taylor. I got a little jealous. You're like, Oh, Taylor, you know, but, and then one day, uh, Chloe Kardashian was tagged in my hair and I thought, okay, it's time. This is a real business. You know, I had, I think a lot of us have that imposter syndrome, you know, is, is this real? Is, is it a real business? And, you know, I was too afraid to actually think it was. And, and I, I think models have that, that same feeling, like, am I good enough to be doing this job or, sure. you know, whatever it is. I, I think it's a great quality. I think humbleness in that way is a great quality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you have a business, you kind of have to be a promoter. So no matter if you want to be humble or not, you can't at some point. And I think there's an interest, there's a, um, a good way that you can do that, you know, promoting yourself or, you know, your business and how you handle it. And the, the success of that also speaks to you as a person. Right. And I think that instead of having to always be like, Hey, look at me and doing the, you know, on an internal, like reflection, like, you know, have your business, like, speak for you I think that that's part of our North Dakota South Dakota little mid midwestern roots right Dakota girls here the north and the south you know most people don't, can't get north they just say south they have no idea right and then everyone's like oh Sheree you're from North Dakota right I'm like sure you know whatever you guys don't, you don't know anyways Okay. So then you, you're deciding, I mean, like all of a sudden I'm on like Facebook and it was like, oh, you were honored with through Forbes 
And through a lot of these things that were like, wait, what's going on? What is happening to Shelly? Like, and you were, it was, I mean, very on the down low for those of us who know you and, and probably in your inner circles, you were, they were more aware and vocal about it, but I was like scrolling and I'm like, oh shit, wait, what is this? I'm like, go Shelly. What's happening? I have to know. Oh, thank you. That was, um, uh, that was a really wonderful, um, experience. And I do want to share this story. So Yes. Last year I was named to the Forbes 50 over 50 list and, uh, you know, people like Sandra Bullock and Kris Jenner and models and, you know, financial people. I mean, it was just such a surreal experience, but the summit that they had to honor us was in Abu Dhabi. And it was on International Women's Day. And they had all these wonderful speakers. I mean, Olena Zelensky, the first lady of Ukraine, and Hillary Clinton, Gloria Steinem. But right before they came on that day, there was another panel that was coming on. And I was sitting in the audience. And I get this DM. And the DM, and I'm in Abu Dhabi on International Women's Day, okay? Yeah. And I get this DM from one of the celebrity stylists that we work with that I have a relationship with. And she said, are you in Abu Dhabi at the Forbes thing? Cause I was posting. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yes, I am. And she's like, so am I. And Jessica is about to go on stage and she's wearing your hair. <gasps> Jessica Alba. Oh, sure. Is walking on stage wearing this product that I used to ship out of my laundry room that, you know, would come to my house that I would ship out. And I was like, okay, this is full circle moment right here. Amazing. Yes. Full circle. And it was just such a surreal moment. I I keep saying that, but, um, and then, you know, after all of that, I I've been, with my brand for 10 years, I was acquired about five years ago, but I stayed on and it was just time for me to retire. I'm going to be 60 next year. And yeah, so that's, that's that. (laughs) Like the decade of your fifties. I mean, talk about ramping it up, girl. You know, I, I can go through all my, you know, my thirties, I had my kids, my forties was about modeling and beauty and my fifties, I started my business. So like the 60s, watch out, guys. You know, this brunette has plans. <laughs> I'm worried. I got to get myself going. I got to step it up. I'm like, oh, shoot. I reinvent myself. I always have said this. I reinvent myself every 10 years. And it's kind of what I like to do. Like, I like to challenge myself. I like to do things I, you know, have never done. And I'll be like, yeah, I'll just figure that out. And, you know, and if that can motivate anyone at, at whatever age, young, old, what you know, here's the thing, the universe can give you anything you want, but it can't think of what that is for you. You have to, you have to create that in your mind. It can't tell you what it should be. So if you can see it and you can think of it and and believe it, then I really sincerely think that you can manifest it. And I, and I agree. And I think that you, you know, it's inspiring for me as I'm, I've had a, a long career thus far, you know, 20 plus years on the management side. I'm in my mid forties, raising the kids, doing the stuff like in the grind of it. And someone yesterday said, well, what's the next chapter? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? I have no idea. This is what I do. You know, this is that. And it was just funny because it literally, that question 
totally like I didn't even have anything to say. And I'm like, I'm a very like motivated, like self-starter, like go-getter. And I was just like, I'm, you know, you're when you're in a space where you're really, you know, I'm passionate about what I do and feel like grateful to be working in the business that we do every day. But it's really, it is inspiring to see the the different chameleon things, the rebirths that you've had and the success, because then it's like, hey, in my fifties, I'm going to do this and I'm going to have this like huge company and, and um, the accolades and the, the recognition. And uh, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I um, attribute, you know, these ideas and, you know, the people that have helped me along the way, the, the modeling, everything that I've learned and done in my life have led me to this point without those experiences. I, I wouldn't be here. And to this day, like you, I mean, being a mother mm -hmm. uh, trumps everything. So I, I think, you know, if that was all I ever did, mm -hmm. I would have been a happy person. So um, it's not that you have to achieve, like you, you achieve in whatever way, whether it's, you know, helping out in a charity or cooking or bringing light to someone and being that good friend. So I, it's just, it's a wonderful thing to be alive, right? <laughs> very, very much so. Exactly. Once you were then acquired five years, just so I back up a little bit, you stayed on then for those, the, the next kind of five. Yeah. So I was acquired and the company that I was acquired by is now the largest importer of hair in the United States. Wow. And, and there were a lot of changes. And one of the changes they wanted to make was to change my factory and that was kind of a, a really bust thing. And I felt like I needed to stay on to fix it. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't easy. And then um, we had to, try to kind of take a break from uh, creating new products. And, you know, I really wanted to create more products. So I got to do all that. And I'm glad I stayed on and it all worked out the way it should. So there really? we are. What uh, what kind of tips of success do you have for somebody maybe who, who is modeling today and looking to maybe have a different career path or a, a resurrection of something else going forward um, that you would like to share with the listeners? Oh, goodness. You know, I, I think that modeling is just always, uh, for me, has always been something that, you know, I jump into, jump out of. And I never had that really full-time just modeling as my source of income. I always had another thing going on. It's just, I right. like a lot of things going on, but you know, I just think follow your, your gut and your passion and have an open mind and to just really be a thinker because I, I, I believe a lot of opportunities come your way and you might miss it if you, if you're not open to, you know, trying new things, you know, saying yes, you know, just kind of spreading your wings and trying, trying something out. Yeah. I mean, I think about, you know, um, our industry is such a melting pot of so many different people, right? I mean, it's, it's models, it's photographers, it's hair and makeup, it's wardrobe stylists, producers, just uh, coming at you and, and the people that you meet in our business, which I'm a big proponent of saying like the little like assistant stylist on set that you think is just there to steam your clothes. She is going to probably be the next art director and the one that's, or a casting director that's going to be hiring you. So be 
be nice to people. <laughs> and oh, also, for sure. Yeah. And as you're coming up in, in, in the business or as you're looking to make a transition, you know, thinking about all the people that our industry has allowed you to meet and from all different walks of life, right? And in so many different facets of our business, I still, to this day, find that like so fascinating. Um, oh, every time I would go on set, I would learn things, mm -hmm. you know, and from makeup artists, and I love um, photography, but there, you know, all those jobs might be jobs you like and that you could incorporate into your career. And, and, and everyone has such a, a, a unique story and there's so much learning going on on those sets that you just don't show up and smile. I mean, that's maybe a perception of a model, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> A little bit more that goes into it than just that, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're so proud of you, Shelly, and so grateful. And I'm looking forward to your next decade. I will be following closely to see what Miss Shelly is up to. I will be trying to uh, emulate my inner Shelly vibes. And really, uh, thank you so much for your time today. And congrats on everything. Thank you, Shuri. I'm such a fan, such a fan. I enjoyed our talk today. Yeah. Thank you, Shelly. Bye. Bye-bye.